0: Hey, this is Susan, and you're listening to Life Coach BFF with Susan and Heather. This episode is sponsored by Shauna Hearn with Keller Williams Realty. Shauna is our choice in luxury home realtors in the Memphis area. Today, we have a special treat for you. Our guest on the podcast is Victoria Ragland. She
1: is so inspiring. Y'all are just going to love her. Let's get right to it because I cannot wait for you to hear from Victoria. I'm here with my friend Victoria Raglan at Pinnacle Bank in Memphis, Tennessee. And we're so happy to have you today, Victoria. Thank you for having me, Heather. I'm excited. It's a fun day. Absolutely. And we want to get, we've been talking about women and women empowering women. And this is something that I think that you do so incredibly well.
0: Thank you. It is definitely my passion. So I, um, I'm i a banker. I'm a senior vice president here at Pinnacle. I've been here 11 years. And when people ask me what I do, you know, the typical answer is I'm a banker. Like, you know, I do small business banking. I do retail consumer banking. But really at the core of what I do is I get to use my career to really um, encourage and motivate women in business. That's my passion. And so that's kind of my focus. Um, I do that through the way that we met, through our mastermind. Right. Um, and we're in week seven, and we have a total of eight weeks that we do the mastermind. But I do these sessions, and I invite women, business owners, um, or those that just hold various um positions in the business, I invite them to be a part of the mastermind where we can all come together and just really share from our experiences, but get a plan in place so that the business can really get moved forward. And really at the core of it, I always just kind of think about we as women, we pour so much out, whether we're pouring into our business or pouring into our family, but we don't take a lot of time to pour into ourselves. And so whether it's you know meeting in my office or meeting in a mastermind session I really try to take the time to um, get a, get a woman just kind of into that mindset of in order for me to be successful I got to do something for me. I got to find ways to be poured into even if I'm pouring into myself. And so I I'm just blessed that I get to work for a company that lets me do that every single day.
1: Well, we're all happy that you do work for a company like Pinnacle that lets you do this every single day. And one thing that I've really noticed about our mastermind group, first of all, it's all women, like you said, which Mm -hmm. I absolutely love. But women are tough on one another. I don't really understand why women, (laughs) why are we so hard on each other?
0: I think it's, it's, it's funny because, you know, In the mastermind, you you have to come willing to be transparent in order for it to be effective um, and with an open mind. And I think sometimes when we're... Sitting, it kind of becomes that girlfriend environment where we're sitting and we're listening and we're like, girlfriend, it's like, okay, it's time to make some changes. <laughs> it's time to um, you know, do some things differently because you're wearing yourself out. And I think Matt that mastermind environment kind of creates the avenue of a safe place right. that everybody can receive some really like hardcore, candid feedback Um, and, you know, not not necessarily leave wounded, but leave in a way that has you thinking about things differently.
1: Okay, well, I don't mean hard on each other as far as this mastermind class goes, because I feel like this is a really safe place. Mm -hmm. I mean, just out in the workforce and in the world in general. And that's what I've enjoyed about this class. The women are very supportive, mm-hmm. encouraging, honest. I mean, that has been so good for me, just the honesty yeah. and non-judgmental. Because when yeah. you're out in the real world, that's kind of been a wake up call for me. I spent years home homeschooling children. I don't know if I've ever told you that I homeschooled no, no. for a time period. So um, between church, the grocery store, and home, and children's activities, I was not out and about. So now I've moved to the big city, (laughs) and um, for the first time, I've noticed that, you know, you go to church, and you see women, and they look you over. Mm -hmm. Women can, they're tough. That's what I mean about women being Mm. tough. I just, you know, I experienced that on some level Mm -hmm. in a small town, Um, But it's nice to be in in a situation, an environment where you don't feel judged at all. It's just support.
0: You know, I think at the base of all that, um, because it's so unfortunate that we as women compete with one another. And I think it's an internal competition that instead of being able to congratulate another woman for Rocking out whatever she's doing, whether it's being a stay at home mom, whether it's juggling careers, whatever. We're all multitasking. We all have our different roles. It's unfortunate that instead of being able to see that as something to celebrate, we see it almost as, uh, we're comparing our life to that woman's life. And even in the church, you know, that environment doesn't eliminate the fact that it's almost like a natural tendency for some to just compare. And so, you know, I I see it all the time where one woman can receive a compliment like, oh, your hair looks so Mm -hmm. great. And then that makes the other woman think, well, nobody said anything about my hair. So maybe it's time for me to change up my look. Maybe I need to do A, B or C instead of just being able to look at that same woman and say, yes, your hair does really look great today. It other women's success or whatever they may be doing well doesn't negate who we are and what we are. And I think it all kind of boils down to confidence. And when we're confident about our purpose, our role within a company or within our family, within our relationships, when we're confident, then we can be able to see other women and celebrate and it not make us feel some kind of way just because we're not doing exactly what they're doing or we haven't accomplished what they've accomplished. I'm always saying like, you know, kudos, like that is awesome. Yes. Whatever you're doing, <laughs> like
1: I, it's, it
0: it shouldn't be a comparison.
1: It should not be a comparison and that our girls are 22 and 18 wow. and I have worked really hard to teach them to be the cheerleader. Yes. See the cheerleader, celebrate. We want to celebrate with our friends when good things happen And they in turn celebrate with us. Mm -hmm. They do.
0: And they, they live, you live a happier life when you have a mindset of celebration.
1: Yes. You know, when
0: you're finding opportunities to just celebrate, you think about the last time you did pay somebody a compliment or you just said, you know, job well done. Not only did that make them feel good, but it made you feel good because you are pouring into somebody else. And unfortunately, in this world, we're also kind of self-centered. We kind of get into our own bubbles and... It's, you know, our hustle or whatever we're doing on a day-to-day basis, and we're not taking the time to just think outside of our walls. And who can I lift up today? Who can I encourage and inspire? I haven't always been at the level of confidence that I am today. I find that hard to (laughs)
1: believe. confident woman. You have this gorgeous <laughs> smile. Every time I see you, you have this beautiful smile, your shoulders are back. You're doing all the things I tell my girls to do.
0: Heather, it has been a process. Let me tell you, anytime I tell anybody, like I grew up so shy and in my own introverted bubble. I can't believe it. I did. And and the way I came out they're like, well, what changed? What was your shift? When I got, I stayed like that till I was about 25. And I know I don't look a day over twenty one.
1: <laughs> no, you don't.
0: <laughs> but when I was about twenty five, I had that twenty fifth birthday, and for some reason, that was like a um, like a wake up moment for me. And I was like, I'm tired of living in this bubble. Like I I saw the confidence that other women had and the boldness that they had to basically take life at its horns and say, you know, I can do that. I I was tired of feeling like that couldn't be me because I wasn't naturally that. So I prayed and I asked God to increase my confidence to help me appreciate the woman he created me to be. And it became a a day where every morning I would do affirmations and I would speak things that, that I didn't currently feel. So if I didn't feel beautiful, which I didn't. You know, I grew up and I, I had like the worst skin and so I had acne issues. I um my teeth were all kinda jacked up and I had braces and it was like I just I didn't feel pretty. And my mom would tell me like constantly, You're beautiful, you're beautiful, but I didn't feel it. Well, you are gorgeous. Um, like I'm
1: trying to get a mental image right now <laughs> of you as a teenager and I cannot go there. I'll bring you pictures. It's not possible. <laughs> but
0: I I literally Wanted to be a different woman, and so I I refused to let myself stay in my comfort zone. So I oh, would push, I love this. Yes. <laughs> We're gonna come back to this because I love this. Go ahead, this is so good. I refuse. So I would do things that would purposely take me out of my comfort zone. Okay, like I would go into different groups, whether it be a party. I was willing to go alone. Whether it was a restaurant, I was willing to go alone and have dinner by myself. I would, um, went on a business level, go into these networking events. And I would make myself talk to people, not be just a fly on the wall. And it was not natural. But what I began to see is I when people started talking to me, that I started seeing uh, or appreciating what I've what I could add to the conversation my own experience or who I was I wasn't trying to be somebody else I just I learned how to be the true me and so when people when I tell people that I used to be shy like like I spent most of my years just in in the house like I uh-huh. I wasn't a party animal in college okay. like every Friday I came back home like I was there all weekend uh-huh. and my you baby sister You're I was with mama. mama I was with mama uh-huh. and so that shift, I was like, you know, I'm not going to wait. I, I was the kind, I didn't date a lot. And I was like, I just want to be married. I just want a husband. And I'm like, how do I meet guys? I don't even know. And the ones I would meet, I'm like, you're not even like worth my, my time or energy. And so going back to creating that life, uh, it's like I had a, an awakening where God was just like, why are you waiting to be married to like live your best life. Why are you waiting yes. for this or that to happen to enjoy? Like create that space. So I started creating. When my birthdays came, I I created all these celebrations and I would invite my closest friends and families. And I felt like my life was becoming full mm-hmm. even though the desires of my heart hadn't manifested yet, I was still able to live a full life. So when my husband was coming along you know, I was like, I really don't want to date right now because my life is so full. I don't want to mess it up. Right. You know, I think for any woman, no matter where you are, if there are pieces of you that you feel, you know, that you you want to break out of, you can. It's a matter of you believing or seeing yourself as that other woman. I had to see myself as that confident woman that wasn't afraid to talk to a stranger who wasn't afraid to talk about herself because I valued what I who I was.
1: Yes, that, that's so rich. That is so rich what you just said. And I have to tell you, our slogan or motto is we're not afraid to do scary things, <laughs> which we all know that that's not true. But with with God's help, you know, in the Bible, it says 365 times. Did you know that? No. That's one time for every day. Fear not.
0: Wow. And Joshua
1: 1, 1, 9, God calls us, fear not. I'm with you. And so I remember that. And I, I like you when something now at this point in my life at 48, I have said, I'm going to look fear in the face. hmm and the scary things I am going to do. Yes. That's how we ended up with this podcast. Cause it, we wow. were terrified to do a podcast <laughs> and we just said, you know, this is something we're afraid of. And I'll tell you something else that I did. This, this started it. I can't believe I'm going to share this. <laughs> oh, I hope my husband never hears this. So Uh-oh. we, I, one day I had heard about cause small towns, we didn't have these little wax centers yes. that we have all over mythos uh-huh. and i said i am terrified to get a brazilian wax <laughs> <laughs> i pulled up it was beach time i pulled up in front of Andre, Andrea's Andrea's wax uh-huh. Brazilian wax I uh-huh. pulled in the parking place I said Lord I'm getting ready to face this fear because <laughs> I'm a very conservative modest person I said I'm going in there I'm gonna be in there with this strange lady and I'm gonna do this if all these ladies can do this I'm gonna do this I can do it I can do it too, I can do it too. So, and I had to say to myself at least five times, I'm not afraid to do scary things. So, that kind of kick started my Joshua 1 9 movement with myself was the Brazilian wax. And
0: for something, even though it's hilarious, (laughs) (laughs) it's so relatable. And I wonder how many other women can really just like think about those things that have been nagging you. And you haven't done it because of whatever apprehensions. And it's like if you just take one of those things and do it, and when you get to the other side of it, it's like, why was I so afraid in the first place? Yes. Yes. You know, we build up so much anxiety overthinking situations. And in this life, if we're gonna be successful, whether it be within our families or in business, We have to be willing to move even with having apprehensions. We have to be willing to, like you said, it's like whatever that fear is and just say, I'm going to do it. Like, regardless, my my scary moment that helped me to finally feel liberated. um, I I went ziplining for the first time a few years ago and it was so funny. I went with my church and we were all you know kind of gearing up and getting ready to do this, this this zip line and my mom who at the time was probably about 65 she said I'm going to do it and my mom is the kind that doesn't even drive the interstate like she, those kind of fears, and she, she just, and I, I didn't believe her. So she mm-hmm. got in front of me, and here we are taking these stairs up to the top. I'm like, she is not going to do this. They strapped her into their harness, and before he could even say go, she took off, and so my heart dropped. But she's just like so peaceful. <laughs> she's not screaming. She's just holding on to the rope, and I'm like, oh my gosh, she's gonna have a heart attack when she gets to the end. And she got done, and she was like, I did it. And I'm like, okay, so my turn came. You had to do it. And I'm standing on the edge and I was like, I can't do this. And they were like, just breathe. I was like, I got to sit down. So I sit down on the edge and they're like, are you okay? I'm like, take me off. I can't do it. I can't do it. And then I'm looking down at my tiny mother at the <laughs> bottom of this thing. And I'm like, she just took a leap and she's okay. Uh-huh. So obviously, it's not that terrible. You just got to take that first jump. And that first jump, my heart dropped because I felt like this rope wasn't going to hold me. But that's where faith comes in. Yes. It's like if I take this leap, you know, God has a rope around me. He's not going to let me fall. And I just got to he's waiting on me to prove that I want it bad enough. To jump even if I'm scared. Yes,
1: ma'am. Yes, ma'am. You just that you just said it. What is that verse? <laughs> faith is believing in what we cannot see. That's right. And faith. Tr- trusting in it's in Hebrews and I can't think of it. Faith
0: is the substance
1: no. of things hoped for. And hope for. Uh-huh. Yeah. And what we hope for. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. I love wow. that Bible verse.
0: And it it's the in it, it's just that, you know, you kinda you take a moment and think about what is it that I'm hoping for? Because we can't hope in the things that we see. That's what the Bible tells us. Right. It's like what's the point of hoping for the things you see? Our hope is in the things that we can't see. So what what are your hopes? Like when you think about you, Heather, not Heather the mom or the wife or, you know, the businesswoman, what is it that you you are hoping for that will come to pass. That if you could name it, and you you have to take a moment to kind of evaluate that, because when God sees us, He sees us as individuals, and not necessarily us as the hats that we wear. Um, he doesn't even see those different times He told us to leap and we didn't and we were disobedient. Right. He still, he sees, you know, Jesus's sacrifice instead. He sees the blood that's covering us. And so I I have to take that moment and dissect, okay, if faith is a substance of things that we hope for and the evidence of things not seen, what am
1: I hoping for? Right. I think that's one of the biggest things, and I haven't told you this, but I thank you for this. One of the biggest things that I have taken from this mastermind group that you're leading is you have to have a why? Yes. And I've never stopped long enough. I joke on this podcast about being ADD, and I'm sure I'm definitely ADD. (laughs) You're looking at me laughing. You You know I am from being around me. But I've never stopped to really... I'm I'm good about making like a mental 20-year plan. What do I want my life to look like or things to look like in 20 years? But I've never stopped and said... What is my why? Mm. Why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. And when you stop and you ask yourself that question, the layers start peeling away. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Layers. I mean, I, we've talked a little bit about the ELF hug boxes that mm-hmm. I do for Laboner through LFVW. And that's really how we met because mm-hmm. Pinnacle got behind LFVW in support of sponsoring these boxes that go to children and their caregivers in December. And we're so grateful for your support. Absolutely. I want to say that. But I had to really stop and think. You know, I, I want to make people feel special and loved and cared for. And but what's the real why behind yeah. that? Why do I have that yearning and that feeling and desire to do that for people? Mm-hmm. And I've I've had to peel back the layers and yeah. really think about that. I mean, what why do I want to make sure that they have this experience mm-hmm. of being able to take the gift card, go downstairs, um us treating them to a cup of coffee rather than the little coffee cart coming around and offering juice or coffee. And so that that's made me think, what about you? So what is your why? Tell me what your why is for, for creating these classes, these mastermind classes for women, for going and speaking to women, to large organizations, groups, churches. What is your why?
0: My why... If I had to summarize it, I would say I want to see every person win. Every single person I come in contact with, those that I know and haven't met yet, I, I feel like God has given me a gift um, with being able to connect with women and connect with business owners and connect with those that just need encouragement and I feel like every day if I can pour into somebody else, if I can share the resources that I've learned about and help them to connect the dots in their business, connect the dots personally, you know, within their families, then there's no excuse for all of us not winning together. You know, we were talking about, you know, sometimes that competitiveness that can be between women and why sometimes women can be so mean. Right. I I feel like if there were more of us that just had this everybody can win mindset, you winning doesn't take away from me winning, but it actually, it, it helps all of us to shine that's what I want. I want to see every woman shine because we're all valuable. And I think we have so much to offer. Sometimes you just need somebody kind of coaching behind your ear to tell you you can do it. You know, here's how or I point you in the right direction. So my why, the reason why I do these classes, I speak at different or um, churches or within the community is because I want to see every woman win.
1: And that's what I love most about you, Victoria, is you are the greatest cheerleader. Oh, thank you. You Heather. are. You're the greatest cheerleader. And I love to encourage along with you women just to cheer for one another. Yes. Like let's, let's not compare ourselves to each mm-hmm. other. We're all unique and special and some of us a little more unique. <laughs> than others. But I I love that. Just cheering for each other and not comparing ourselves, like I said, and not being judgmental. It's not about the handbag. It's not about the diamond ring. It's not about the car Mm -mm. or where your children go to school. It's about loving each other, encouraging each other. And that is what I think that you do so well. You love well. You love others well. So thank you for that.
0: Well, thank you. And you do that too.
1: Thank you, Victoria. You
0: are a huge cheerleader because even for me, I do this kind of stuff. You know, with just speaking and encouraging. But you help me see something in myself that I I need to just really expose more. And that is just putting myself out there. And you know, sharing my gift outside of my comfort zone. I'm comfortable talking in, you know, churches and I'm comfortable, you know, talking in my mastermind, but there are more women that need to hear the message. And so I thank you for just kind of having a powwow with me and saying, (laughs) Victoria, you need to put yourself out there. And so you're a cheerleader. And I think if we have more women that when you see the gifts in others, that you're just willing to say, you know what, you're beautiful. How often do we just compliment other women, just random women that we don't even know? You know, thank you for what you're doing. How often do we show gratitude? I think if we can start being that light it will light a fire. Yes, ma'am. And next thing we know, we're going to burn down this whole city, all <laughs> these walls of competition and these walls of just constantly comparing each other. No, like we're all valuable and we all have something to bring to the table. So thank you for helping me.
1: Yes, ma'am, Victoria. Look out, Memphis. Here Look comes out. Victoria. I'm coming. So, Victoria, how could one get in touch with you if they were interested in having you come and speak?
0: Um, absolutely. So I can be reached, um, for email, email my personal email, which is V underscore P underscore Barnes, which is B A R N E S at yahoo.com. Um, I can be reached on social media. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, as well as Instagram. And I started after our conversation, I started posting um, an inspirational message on my Facebook and Instagram um, a week ago. And oh, so great. I've been just trying to just do a free little tidbit every day. So feel free to to follow or to uh, friend me on those platforms as well. So I look forward to beginning to meet many of you ladies out there in the podcast
1: world. Hopefully we'll meet face to face one day. Oh, that sounds fun. Okay, well, we will provide all of your notes and your contact information under our episode notes. Thank you. So thank you so much for joining me today. I've enjoyed every single second of this.
0: Me too. This oh, is fun. You. That was not going to be scared of.
1: Thanks, <laughs> hey, you're so brave. I appreciate you being so brave. And we really do. We've enjoyed you. So have um have a great week. And um thank you, Victoria. Thank, thank, thank you. you very much. Big hug. Thank you.